Hello, I'm excited to have you join me today as we begin a brand new message in the, in the process season five, Procrastination and Thief of Time. I'm Mark V. Smith, and if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to any of the prior messages in my series of the process, which included the foundation, the perfect storm, where do we go from here, and why not me? All of these series and acronyms towards our growth. Now, they can be heard on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, TuneIn, iTunes, and others. Please just search for The Process Mark Smith to revisit and or listen to those messages. You know, thank you again for the emails, poll votes on Facebook, and the participation in the roundtable. I'm truly honored and blessed, so please, please keep those coming. You know, I'm not sure where you're listening from. But the weather here sure has been, I would say, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde variety, if you know what I mean. I mean, one day it's rainy, cool, and overcast with the temps in the 60s. Then just last week, that's Thursday and Friday and Saturday, we climbed back up in the mid-80s. I guess this is reaffirmation that nothing ever stays the same in life. You know what I'm saying? Before putting all those spring and summer clothes uh, away for the year, let me remind you of my mission statement in this series. Are you ready? Yesterday, I was consumed with worry. Today, I choose to believe, so tomorrow I can, will create my legacy. Walk with me to the attic for a moment to get those four totes and let me revisit what we've discussed or I want to say experienced thus far. At the very beginning, our journey started out on a three-week, multi-city vacation that was amazing and full of adventure. In the South and Southwest, the month of August can, let's just say, be challenging. <laughs> and I think this being mild. My wife and I experienced record, temp record, record heat temperatures, rain, and the formation of a hurricane. Although there was no end for the roller coaster weather in sight, we made the choice to embrace Mother Nature and not to worry about what might tomorrow might bring. After all, what good was it going to do for us to get frustrated with something that was, wasn't in our control? And as I mentioned on several episodes, we control what? What we give and what we accept. So, after we returned and as we unpacked from this long trip, Things began to revert to the way that it was prior to us leaving, except for our mental state. Now, I don't mean that in a negative connotation, but our mental state gave us time to reflect on how we choose to look at things in the future. Is the rain truly rain? Hmm. Or is it a tool that allows us to regroup and or slow down? Is the heat and humidity bad? Or is it to strengthen our resolve to thrive under adverse pressures or situations in life? So once back and settled in, true fall weather began to sink in. <laughs> so we thought. And Tasha suggested that we have one final outdoor party for the season. Now, anybody that knows me, you know I really suggested it. But that truly sounded good. With the planning of it, the purchasing of supplies, the invites, and the rain to start the day. It tested our decision to have this function or even call it off, also known as something called giving up. You know, as I talked out in my last message, 
Even though the morning started off with heavy rain, with the likelihood of stopping was slim to none, we had made alternative plans as a just-in-case. But just as in life, sometimes your plans are not how a plan is going to actually go. But within that period, and no matter what the outcome will be, if we believe within, results will always turn out far beyond our expectations. So, with that uh, last outdoor event behind us, the annual rotation of clothing will needed to be completed. You know, removing all the spring and summer clothes and replacing the closet with the fall and winter wear. You know, I don't know about you, but this is one of my least favorite things to do. Why might, why might you ask? <laughs> because I really just don't want to do it. You know, it is getting up in the attic, getting down the, the totes of fall clothes and shoes, and then taking all the clothes out of the drawers and closets. You know, it becomes a mess everywhere that can be started and left alone once it's started. It just can't be done. It's truly an all-day event. But as I get wiser and think a bit clearer, I am truly blessed to have this mess. Have you ever heard the saying, embrace the glorious mess you are? See, I'm full of baggage, full of bad choices, full of areas in my life that weren't the best. <laughs> Aren't you? But one of the things that I'm truly grateful for is knowing that I'm better today than I was yesterday and will be even better as I look forward to tomorrow. Tomorrow, abbreviated is T-R-M-W. Teaching moments require wisdom. I hope you're ready to help me clean up this room that's full of clothes because here we go. Let's go with the first T in tomorrow, which is teachable. There is a funny saying that Tasha and I joke back and forth with each and uh, all the time. You know, we go back and forth with each other. And it seems to always come out about this time of year or the time to exchange the fall and winter clothing. One of us will say how tired of doing this we are and why don't we just sell these clothes. And the other will agree and say that will allow us to buy some new ones. Then we will look at each other and say not. Not at all. It's a standing joke, but also represents something deeper than clothes. It's about understanding the transitions in life. But to embrace the changes in life, one must be what? Open-minded and have an open heart and willingness to become teachable. There's a quote that comes from a theological origin that states, when a student is ready, a teacher will appear. Have you ever heard that? But many leave off the rest which says when the student is truly ready, the teacher disappears. This parable says so many things about two central elements, acceptance and growth. The ability to take wisdom that is obtained through some, sometimes procrastination often gives us a receptive and teachable mentality or thirst to learn, often without complaining. A wise man once told me, the unteachable man is sentenced only to be taught by experience. The tragedy is that he reaches nothing more than his own pain. Let me say that again. The unteachable man is sentenced only to be taught by experience. The tragedy is that he reaches nothing more than his own pain. Great concept, great wisdom. But okay. 
let's get back to the room that has my clothes and totes everywhere. So every year that I go through this, it really does get easier and easier. And I've often wondered why I was so against it at all. I'm big on organization and dislike not being able to find what I'm looking for. Therefore, filling up one tote or tote number one of four wasn't that bad yet. We've got the T in the abbreviation for tomorrow. Let's go to the M, which stands for moments. While working on filling up tote number two, I've kind of gotten into a rhythm and I'm starting to see some progression from my original starting point. What else that happens like clockwork is Tasha usually turns on Motown's greatest hits and we both can't help but start singing. Now I'm not known for carrying the best tune, but let Marvin Gaye come on. <laughs> you would think that he's in a room or you're live at a Marvin Gaye concert. What originally started out as something that I dread doing every single year, and especially after a great vacation and a memorable party, always turns into powerful moments that are cherished. Let me ask each of you a question that I already know the answer to. If you went to your attic or basement, compare that to your heart and your soul, and took out a tote and unpacked a small portion of your existence, what would you find? Would you find trials and tribulations, the same as everyone? Would you find good days and bad days, the same as everyone? Would you find moments that give you the power and sometimes peace that's in those totes to look forward to tomorrow? I can say I'm confident that what your answer would be. One of the things that I have been begrudgingly embraced was the fact that I didn't and don't need as many clothes as I have. You know, I will say that 10 years ago, I had very little clothes on my back. And I'm not ashamed to state that that's a fact. Matter of fact, that is one of the moments that helps me remain hungry but humble. I, like many, had to go through those totes, the trials and tribulations of life, to understand what was not needed any longer in the totes. And really understand that totes number one and what's in totes number two of my life. What also usually happens like in life while making our exchange of seasonal clothing, we start, to, we start to get fatigued and begin to question how much longer we can or even want to continue. Or better yet, exercising the option of the joke we started with throwing these clothes away and starting fresh. Mm, that does come to mind sometimes. See, my wife thinks she's slick, but I finally figured out why she's playing Motown's greatest hits on that day. Right around an hour into this all-day event, I hear Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Are you familiar with that song? While controversial lyrics, I get what she is doing. She's reminding me that we are in this project together. And it's not about the clothes, but the moments of time that we are spending that can't be replaced. And as I get wiser, not older, I recall many moments that through procrastination may never resurface again. Does that dishearten me? Should it? No. I believe we are placed where we are designed to be right now to create moments in time and reach the heights I'm, I'm called to reach. Now, I know that I am still raw, a work in progress, and know that some of the greatest moments in life come from moments that are incomplete. This sets the stage and this 
guides me to teachable moments that require wisdom tomorrow. All right, people, two totes of clothing out, two more to go. Let's go to the R in the abbreviated version of tomorrow, which is require. You know, even though I'm halfway through this exchange of clothing in my closet, honestly, it still seems like there's so much left to do. I mean, just because all the clothes have been switched out doesn't mean this process is fully completed. It requires a few of the sweaters, both Tasha's and mine, that need to go to the cleaners. My fall and winter suits need to be cleaned, as well as a few shirts that I'm going to need for work. So, a simple task as switching out seasonal clothing is more than a simple task, to say the least. How about does your life require? How about what does your life require? How about what will your life require to remove procrastination, the thief of time? The many dreams of what we want out of life and what we want to accomplish. Harvey McKay once said, when you have a dream that you can't let go of, trust your instincts and pursue it. But remember, real dreams take work. Patience and sometimes require that you to dig in and dig very deep. Be sure you're doing and you're willing to do what you want to do, not just but for today, but for tomorrow. It's often said, once you know the rules of the game, then you know how to play it. In other words, I was required to make up my mind that I wanted to change. Nobody made me. Nobody made you. It was my decision. It's your decision to take a look at where you were and decide what elements of growth remain to remove stagnation. You know, while unpacking the winter clothes and packing up the summer ones away, I realize that I am doing what is required to be done in order to move the pendulum of life in the right direction. Wait, hold on. I can see the end of this transformation coming to an end. <laughs> oh, yes. And I do only have one more tote left. <laughs> All right. Let's move to that final letter of, to, of the abbreviated version of tomorrow, which is W, which means wisdom. I can see the end of this long, long day project coming to its conclusion. And the funny thing is, although this is only done twice a year, I'm learning something each time we do it. From the way I fold the clothes so they will be easier to hang each year, to the way the totes seem to get lighter and lighter each year. See, this project also gives me time to slow down and take a snapshot of what it means to declutter my life. In my speeches that I've given, the word declutter has troubled some because they still haven't made that decision to remove procrastination from within. See, just last week, a young lady came up to me at the conclusion of a talk and expressed her displeasure with the phrase declutter. She questioned what puts me in the position to be so adamant about this subject. I just gave her a smile and said, wisdom. Wisdom. The things that I've learned, the things that mean so much, the things that make my life easier, the things to remove procrastination, that was declutter. See, when I wrote the series, Why Not Me? There was something that I drew reference to that I've said, uh, that was said to me by my uncle. He told me never mistake knowledge for wisdom. One helps you make a living. The other helps you make a life. 
but isn't this what we're developing a lifetime of cleansing or declutter is all about making a life there's a zen proverb it it, it says just the same similar it states that knowledge is learning something every day wisdom is letting go of something every day taking the time to pull out every piece of clothing one by one isn't that the same as revisiting our days in the past deciding if you still want it or rather give it away isn't this kind of similar to to the pouring of your life experiences into others that need it see because once the four totes are full moving it back up into the attic for next spring is the same as the embracing the elements of life and its wisdom it gives me for tomorrow let me close with a story today one day a man saw an old lady stranded on the side of the road but even in the dim light of day he could see she needed help so he pulled up in front of her mercedes and got out his pontiac was still sputtering when he approached even with the smile on his face she she seemed worried no one had stopped to help her for the last hour or so was he going to hurt her he didn't look safe he could see that she was frightened standing out there in the cold and he knew how she felt it was those chills that only fear can put in you he said i'm here to help you ma'am why don't you wait in the car where it's warm by the way my name is brian anderson well as she had as she had well flat tire but for an old lady that was bad enough brian crawled underneath the car looking for a place to put the jack skinning his knuckles a time or two soon he was able to change the tire but he had gotten very dirty and hands had gotten extremely hurt and bruised as he was tightening up the lug nuts she rolled down the window and began to talk to him she told him she was from st louis and was only passing through she couldn't thank him enough for coming to her aid brian just smiled as he closed her trunk the lady asked how much she owed him any amount would have been all right with her she already imagined all the awful things that could have happened had he not stopped brian never thought twice about being paid it was not a job for him this was about helping someone in need and god knows there were plenty who had given him a hand in the past see he had lived his whole life that way and it never occurred to him to act any other way so as he as he told her that um she wanted him to pay him back the next the next time that she saw somebody who needed help she could give that person assistance they needed brian said if you do that ma'am just think of me then he waited till she started her car and drove off you know it had been a cold depressing day but he felt good and headed home disappearing in the twilight a few miles down the road the lady saw a small cafe she went in to grab a bite to eat and take the chill off before she made the last leg of her trip home it was a dingy looking restaurant uh one side was you know two old gas pumps the whole scene was unfamiliar to her the, the waitress came over brought her a clean towel to wipe her wet hair she she had a sweet smile one that even being one that even from being on her feet the whole day couldn't erase the lady noticed the waitress was clearly eight months pregnant but she never let the strain of aches change her attitude the old lady wondered how someone who had so little could be thus so giving to a stranger then she remembered brian after the lady finished her meal she paid with a hundred dollar bill 
and the waitress quickly went to get change for her $100 bill. But the old lady had slipped right out the door. She was gone by the time the waitress came back. The waitress wondered where the lady could be. Then she noticed something writing on the napkin. There were tears in her eyes when she read what the lady had wrote. You don't owe me anything. I've been here too. Somebody once helped me out the way I'm helping you. If you want to pay me back, here's what you do. Don't let this chain of love end with you. Under the napkin were four more $100 bills. Well, the tables were clear, sugar bowls to fill, and people to serve, but the waitress made it through another day. That night, she got home from work and climbed to, in the bed. She was thinking about the money and what the lady had written. How could a lady have known how much she and her husband truly needed? With the baby due next month, it was going to be hard. She knew how worried her husband was as he lay sleeping next to her. Then she gave him a soft kiss and whispered soft and low. Everything's going to be all right. I love you, Brian Anderson. See, with everything this family had going on, this is the type of strong example of what my mission is. See, yesterday I was consumed with worry. Today I choose to believe. So tomorrow I will create my legacy. Each day, you, I, the Brian Andersons of the world, all have the choice to understand how teachable moments require wisdom. Aren't we considered selfish if we don't share with someone who needs to go through some challenges? Isn't it everyone's responsibility to change the narrative? Or do we have the mentality of, it's not my problem, or it really doesn't affect me? Let me say it once again. Yesterday, I was consumed with worry. Today, I choose to believe, so tomorrow I will create my legacy. I'm asking you to share this message. Who needs this subtle mind shift not for today, but for tomorrow? Always remind them, as they're going through this temporary, temporary situation, that your why is greater than your situation, which is part of your process. To my wife, Tasha, my mom, Lee, and Mama Sarah, I love each of you very much. To the world's future leaders, my grandbabies, Kaya, Jalen, Gideon, Asher, Reagan, Ivy, and Luke, Poppy loves you, babies. Omar and I will see you soon. Remember something if you don't remember anything else. Before you can change anybody else, let's understand that change begins and ends within. But see, see, we're poised to continue legacy changing in 2021 and beyond. Have a great week. God bless you. And I will talk to you soon.